is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. So a lot of you folks have probably seen, you know, the Jimmy Fallon skits where it's, you know, it's called No Big Deal. And it's the irony is that it really is a big deal. And so I'm just going to tell myself today that this is a, this is kind of like an episode of of No Big Deal uh, because it really is a big deal because we got Jay Bear in the house today. Jay, how are you doing today? Jared, what is going on? It is definitely no big deal. Just ask my wife and kids. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they have nothing but positive things to say there. So, uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us on the program today. We have a lot of... Uh, Hospital, healthcare, health system, marketers, looking forward to hearing from you. Fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'll tell you, the closest thing I've had to personal interaction with you is just a very, very quick story is that uh, there was a corporate event I, I was attending back when I was with a company called W.L. Gore uh, here in Arizona, who you are familiar with. I am indeed. And it was at a resort, I believe it was the Omni, but it, it was at the base of Camelback Mountain where you had your kind of little villa rooms all outdoors, you know, so little trails to get to the conference center. And I was walking from my room to the conference center and I happened to pass you because it must have been the day that you were sharing a keynote at this corporate event that Gore was putting on. And all I could muster up to say, I knew exactly who you were. I knew exactly everything I wanted to say, all the, all the ways you've influenced me. And all I could say is, Jay Bear. That's all I could say. <laughs> I shout out your name. You should have come to hang out. I really uh, appreciate that. Thank you. I loved working with uh, W.L. Gore. It was a super fun client. Uh, obviously, did the corporate event and did some consulting as well, especially since I lived in Flagstaff for a long time. I have a lot of affinity for the organization. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit of an Arizona connection there. So so awesome. It, it was just great. And, and uh, I got to say, you were very professional. About it. You kindly said hello. And uh, I'm pretty sure I couldn't say a word after that. I just kept on walking because I was <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So anyway, one of the reasons uh, that, that we were grateful to have you on the program today is that Convince and Convert just recently came out with a white paper on hospital and health system social media yeah. marketing. And so we want to dive right into that. And with that, we're going to just hit our rap battle. Rap battle. Draft Battle is where we challenge assumptions. We challenge the status quo. We challenge really the way marketing's been done in the past. And so can't wait to dig in here with you a little bit on this. Why don't we start with that? Let, let's start. Let's hit it right in. Let's talk about the, the white paper itself, kind of where it came from, what was the thought behind it, and some of the takeaways from it. 
we do a fair amount of consulting at Convert to Convert with hospitals, health systems, health-related businesses. We assist them with their social media strategy, content marketing strategy, word of mouth strategy, etc. And in our observation, both up close because we have clients in the space and just also being consumers, is that more and more folks in the hospital industry are using social to tell stories about those particular systems. Some of those stories are, are effective. Some are, are maybe not as effective. And so we wanted to put some math around that, not just anecdote. And so we partnered with our friends at Rival IQ and pulled together a whole bunch of data from the top hospitals. Now we, we based that, we took the top 53 hospitals as determined by number of beds, uh, according to the 27, 2018 best hospitals on a roll. So if your particular hospital isn't in there and you think you should be, apologies, uh, we, we used their their count of, of beds. And, and it was fascinating because we definitely saw some real experimentation systems doing some really interesting stuff, but there's a lot of commonalities, a lot of patterns as well, Jared. I think you probably saw some of that in the book, in the ebook yourself. I did. And I got to say, you know, some of it, it, it was, I guess the part I enjoyed about it was that there's no new silver bullet. There's no new kind of piece of the formula. It seems like there are existing parts of the formula that are being tweaked and kind of put together to create these best practices. And so why don't we dive into that a little bit? You know, some of the biggest takeaways and best practices that came out of it. And then what yep. was the surprise? I think one of the things that was consistently observed in the data probably isn't a surprise necessarily, but when you see math to underscore this, it it really does accentuate this as a strategy, which is telling patient stories, right? That that the the facility and the equipment and the science and the technology, which of course are, are a big part of hospitals, doesn't really resonate very well in social. I mean, social is a place where personal stories or human stories tend to work better. And we certainly saw that in the data that, that stories about people are effective. The other thing that I found pretty fascinating that I didn't, again, I sort of knew this to be true anecdotally, but once you have the data set, you're like, oh, okay, this is actually really true, was when hospitals use links in their posts, click here to go back to our blog or whatever, that tends to actually diminish results. It tends to put a curbing effect on engagement rate, which is what we use to measure a lot of this content. It's an interesting phenomenon, right? That if you have to put a link there, that link probably won't get shown as much because Facebook tends to suppress posts with links, which means you don't get the engagement, which because you don't have the engagement, you don't get the clicks in the link anyway. So one of the things that actually we've started to do at Convince and Convert on my team is produce a lot more social content that doesn't have a link at all. The thought being, look, if they if if you're seeing this post, you probably know how to go to convinceandconvert.com. And I think that's, that's right. true for uh, hospitals too. Like if you're if you're seeing hospital content in social, you probably know how to get to that website. And to drop the link in there actually can be have having a chilling effect on the results of your social content. Yeah, and that is that's definitely a surprise for I think a lot of us out there and in, in the in the marketing world of you know, we've been trained otherwise and we've seen, you know, some engagement on, on link posts. And so to have that as one of the standouts is, is uh, one of the more interesting parts of, uh, of the ebook. And, and I know, uh, you know, you, you ranked each hospital in four different areas, mm-hmm. those being cumulative audience, post volume, engagement rate per post and total engagement. Uh, why yeah. did you land on those four areas? Well, it's it's more kind of what is available in the data set, right? So audience or a number of people reached is is certainly a, a metric that we wouldn't use as your core reporting. 
but we do think it's important to have a sense of how many people you are reaching. In terms of number of posts, that necessarily just kind of looks at, at activity, right? How much effort, quote unquote, are each of these systems putting into their social content? And then having engagement, total and engagement rate is really important because if you have a lot of audience and a lot of volume, you will, even if you're mediocre, you're going to have a lot of total engagements. And so to have engagement rate by post is an important control for that, right? That says, look, even if you're smaller, if you're creating content that people really appreciate that it resonates with them, then you should be able to, to sort of punch above your weight class, if you will. That does. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I'm looking at a couple of things such as, you know, you ranked at, you looked at Facebook and Twitter and you looked at other things in Instagram. addition. Instagram. And uh, yeah, New York Presbyterian Hospital is a top-ranked hospital, followed by Cleveland Clinic and Mayo Clinic. So yep. yeah, a lot of well-known brands there. Uh, one of the interesting things I thought was, you know, one of the things that still comes up in healthcare organizations is how often do we post mm-hmm. in such and such place? Do you find that the data got that as a definitive answer or is the answer still really based on each institution? I think it's based on each institution and, and also... Here's how we have answered this in, in articles that I've written in the past. I mean, there's a lot of data out there, including some from us, that will suggest it's based on data mining. All right, here's how many times you should post, and Wednesday is better than Saturday, or, or whatever. The reality is what works for you works for you. And the second reality is you should post as often as you can create content that people want to engage with. Period, right? So if that's every 20 minutes, well, you are really good at this. If it's once a week, that's fine too. The way the algorithms work now, the way they've been tuned over time, and this is true for Facebook and Instagram for sure, and Twitter to a somewhat lesser extent, and increasingly on LinkedIn, for those of you who are playing in that game, if you push something out that does not succeed as measured by engagement rate, it actually hurts the success likelihood for the things that you publish thereafter. So there is no such thing as a harmless failure in social media because every individual post that does not land actually imperils the ability of your next post to succeed. So you have to resist the temptation to put out content that is not going to work, right? It it really is a hold the line until you have something useful to say. Even if doctors really want you to post it, though? <laughs> exactly. I've been down that road. Yeah, it used to be, because I've been in this business for like 30 years, right? The digital business since the very beginning, or 26 years, I guess it is now. It used to be that doctors said, hey, put this on the homepage of the website. And they still do that, of course, but now it's more like put it on the Facebook page. But the results are the same, right? If you, if you junk up your homepage with a bunch of crap nobody cares about, then people stop coming to the website. And if you junk up the Facebook page with a bunch of stuff that people don't necessarily care about, then people stop paying attention to you on Facebook. And even more to the point, Facebook will do that for them. They'll just stop showing your post to the people who have said they want to see uh, content from you. So yeah, there is no such thing as a harmless failure. I see. So did did anything else kind of stick out from the research that you looked at that would be useful for hospital marketers? I guess this shouldn't have surprised me, but it sort of did. How often hospitals are boosting posts, right? Are spending money on paid social? I mean, I guess that shouldn't have been a huge shock, but to see it right there in the data is like, oh, interesting. The people really are spending spending dollars, right? And in making social advertising a line item in their budget. Not to su- suggest that that's not a good idea. It would it just like, oh, okay. Everybody's not everybody, but many many hospitals are are in on that play now, which I found fascinating. But I'll say this: that's not a silver bullet either, right? No amount of budget can take mediocre content and make it successful. 
buying the ad to boost the post doesn't make the post good. It just wastes money. The same rules apply, right? There is no such thing as a harmless failure. And when you boost content that really shouldn't be boosted, that really isn't worthy of that kind of attention, you get a double failure. You not only get an algorithmic penalty, but now you're wasting cash too. So you just have to be careful about about what you choose to promote. I find not just in the hospital industry, but in a lot of industries, companies, because it's so easy, right? So one click are too quick to boost things that probably aren't worthy of that kind of budget and attention. I see. So that really has to do with, at the end of the day, creating content that people care about and, and want to spread the word about. You know, I guess you know, if we boil that down a little bit, and that actually has to do with just in, in general, how, how hospitals generate word of mouth to begin with. And I know this is something that you're putting a lot of, of content out there about right now, about generating word of mouth. I'd love to hear just yeah. any, any tips you've got for hospitals. How do they do that? The thing about hospitals and word of mouth is that they, they really are aligned in a very important way. I mean, this isn't entirely true, but it's true enough. Uh, Robert Stevens, who founded Geek Squad, said something once that, that I think is really applicable. He said, advertising is a tax paid by the unremarkable. And there's a lot of truth to that. Like if you have to spend a bunch of money on ads, almost by definition, your word of mouth isn't as strong as it could or should be. And because in most cases, unless it's an emergency situation, hospitals are fairly considered a purchase, right? People choose to visit a particular hospital in many cases. And consequently, word of mouth in your local community, in your region, should be a big driver of that choice. However, I think it's fair to say that almost zero hospitals have an actual word of mouth strategy, have a content strategy and they have a word of mouth strategy. uh, They wish they have a social media strategy, have a overall marketing strategy, maybe a public relations strategy, crisis management strategy, but nobody has a word of mouth strategy. We just take it for granted. We just assume that our patients and caregivers and other stakeholders and, and physicians will talk about us but we don't actually give them anything to talk about. So what you want to do, and not just if you're a hospital, but in any kind of business, is make an operational choice to do something that people notice and will talk about. That's how you go from doing word of mouth on accident to doing word of mouth on purpose. I'll give you an example, uh, Jared, if if I may. There is an oral surgeon in New Jersey, his name is Glenn Gorab. And Glenn does something that is so remarkable that you won't believe that everybody doesn't do this because it's so simple. Every Friday, Glenn's office staff gives him a list of names and phone numbers. And on Saturday, he calls each of those people, handful of folks, says, hi, uh, I'm Glenn. I'm your oral surgeon. I understand that you're coming to the office for the very first time next week. Before you get here, can I answer any questions? Now, you may have had an oral surgery procedure at some point in your life, you know, wisdom tooth extraction, root canal, whatever. And if you have a good oral surgeon, maybe they call you the night after. They say, hey, uh, how's the pain? How's it going? Are you bleeding to death? Those are the kind of questions that they ask. And so maybe you've been called afterwards, but you've never been called before. It's just simply not done. But why isn't it? Because it makes such a difference. It is so unexpected. Glenn tells me that every day, every day, Somebody calls his office and says, I have to drive 12 miles out of my way. I have to pass up seven other oral surgeons, but I want you to be my doctor because you're the one who called my friend before she ever came to the office. Glenn tells me that 80% of his patients mention the phone call once they get to the office. 80%. Now that costs nothing other than a half hour hour of his time every Saturday. Yet, 
it is the thing that propels his oral surgery practice to great success. And that absolutely positively something like that, or many other options could be done, should be done by hospitals to create a word of mouth advantage in their region. So we're talking about a talk trigger then. Absolutely. A talk trigger is an operational choice that compels conversation. Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Hey, we have a new exclusive giveaway from our partners, True North Custom. We're giving a branded infographic to healthcare app listeners. This is a $1,500 value. This digital asset can be used to promote key service lines as well as provide your communities with engaging health and wellness information. It can be shared via your blog, social media, and other channels. Visit bit.ly slash healthcare wrap 2 today. That's bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number 2 to select your free infographic from the True North Custom Library. It's time for you to spread the awesome. Remember bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number 2. Tell your whole crew characteristics of that with you know i know a lot of our listeners have read the book and are still probably at the point where they're trying to implement it you know mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what that thing is and i'm telling you, just the, the example you just shared is just a great way to to realize that because you mentioned it doesn't cost anything a little bit of time you know a lot of effort just to be consistent about it but what a difference it makes there so you know any other tips about how to go about that how to identify what that talk trigger might be yeah i'll tell you the worst way to do it The worst way to create a talk trigger, the worst way to build a word of mouth strategy is to brainstorm it. And that's the way everybody wants to do it. They're like, okay, let's get pizza and get in the conference room and we're all going to sit around and come up with a cool idea. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's how marketers think, right? I is a marketer. Like I know how this goes. The problem is if it was that easy, you'd already have one. The best approach is to actually do the research. So what we recommend at Convince to Convert when we do talk trigger strategies for hospitals, for, for B2B companies, for manufacturers, for banks, for all kinds of organizations, or doing one right now for a, a university, what we recommend is a series of interviews, ideally 18 interviews if you, can, um, if you have the stomach for it. And you want to do those interviews in three batches, Jared. Six what you would consider to be long-term customers, right? So, so patients who perhaps for whatever reason have been to the hospital a number of times over a period of, of perhaps years, some sort of um, uh, chronic scenario where, which brings them coming back. So you want six of those interviews. You want six of what we might call new customers. Uh, so, so maybe first-time visitors to the hospital or the hospital system. And then you want... Ideally, if you can find a way, I'm not quite sure how the data would work depending on the hospital system, but six, what we would consider to be lost customers. So people who perhaps thought about coming to your hospital to have their baby maybe, but ended up having their baby at a different hospital or what have you. Six, six, six is the best possible scenario. And then for each of those conversations, what you want to do is walk through the customer journey. So all the different touch points that they may have had with your facility website, uh, maybe a referral from a physician, maybe they saw an ad in the community, how was their onboarding process, etc. And for each of those different steps, billing is a big one, we'll talk about that later. In each of those steps of the process, what you want to ask them is, what did you expect would happen? What you're trying to create is an expectations map that lays on top of your customer journey map. Because... 
we talk about things that are different and we ignore things that are average. It's just human physiology. It's just how we're wired. If I go over in the corner and I flick this switch and the lights come on in my office, I'm not going to be like, Jared, bro, guess what just happened? Lights came on. I don't tell you that story because it's not a story. And it's not a story because it did exactly what I thought it would do. Things that deviate from the expected norm are the things that create conversation or the things that power word of mouth. So the only way you can understand what people don't expect is to first understand what they do expect. And the difference between those two, that's where the talk trigger lives. That's the gold in the river, if you will. So the series of interviews is super important as the raw materials for word of mouth strategy. Then once you have the interviews conducted, then you get together, ideally, a multidisciplinary group inside your hospital. So marketing, ops, medicine, et cetera, you get a bunch of folks together and then you work out some potential word of mouth strategy ideas, some talk trigger ideas, because as I've mentioned a couple of times, a talk trigger is an operational choice. It's not marketing. Like we say word of mouth marketing, that's kind of a misnomer. Word of mouth, at least as we practice it at Convince and Convert, is an operational decision that creates a marketing advantage, no question about it. it. It makes your marketing work better and smarter and harder and all those things. But it's not really marketing in the classic sense, right? It's not a price or a promotion or a contest or a coupon. It's not that, right? It's something that you do differently, not something that you say differently. And because of that, any talk figure that you roll out will impact all corners of the facility, all corners of your system. So you better have everybody on board from the get-go. Uh, that, so that gives us a lot to think about, especially if, if we realize, yeah, we, we shouldn't just try to brainstorm this stuff and make it happen. I, I think that's a key component. Perfect. Uh, let's shift gears just a little bit because it is very related, but uh, I'm curious just about hospital customer experience. I'm just curious yeah. because, like you said, we're all patients at one point or another. So, you know, in your mind, I just love to hear what you think about this. You know, what, what does, in general, the, the hospital customer experience, what does it need to improve the most? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely relevant because a talk trigger is essentially customer experience as marketing. That's, you know, it's really what it is. Based on the work that we've done with a number of hospitals, I believe, we believe that the number one place that you should be spending CX time, resources, dollars, attention, the one that will give you the best bang and the greatest return is on billing. Everything related to billing and paperwork and billing questions because everybody gets a bill. So you have almost a universal CX touch point and everybody is confused by their bill. So you have a universal CX inadequacy. This is not unique to hospitals, but it is very painful for hospital customers and stakeholders because the bills can be difficult to decipher. There's other industries where that's true. One of our clients is Comcast. We do a lot of CX work with Comcast. Comcast has a system now, which in my estimation is amazing, extraordinary, where when your bill changes for whatever reason, you added showtime, you took showtime off, you're, you decided to pay quarterly instead of monthly, you added to TV, whatever, right? There's lots of permutations there. They have an artificial intelligence system that automatically takes your bill, your actual bill with your name on it, and then it builds a custom real-time video walkthrough, an explainer video of the bill. So you will get an email from Comcast says, Jared, Thanks very much for adding Showtime. Your new bill is attached. Click here to watch the video explanation of your new bill. And it literally walks through and says, here's what this means and here's why it's on here. Here's what this means, here's why it's on here. Here's why this isn't on your bill anymore. 
Now, that is a significant investment in technology, but you want to talk about solving a major problem from a CX standpoint, that's the kind of thing that can have material impact on the trajectory of your business. No doubt. Billing, I, I say that for, with authority and agree with you fully because, uh, yeah, that used to be that used to be my role was yeah, looking at every single live chat that came through on a hospital website and easily two thirds, if not more, were about billing. So yeah, spot on. But here's the thing. Our hospitals put in two thirds of their time, resources and attention on solving that problem. Hell no. Yeah, so not, not so, figure, so what, how, how do you justify that? Right? Like we know this is what everybody has a problem on, but yet we're not spending the time and money to address it. Like I just don't understand how you, how that's the case, right? I mean, it's not like this is an unsolvable quandary. It can be solved. It just requires time and money. Exactly, exactly. And I see that being the point, like you said, I, I'm glad you mentioned, this, especially just the difference between, you know, this comes back to word of mouth as well. I mean, op, being an operational versus marketing, because in, in many cases, the responses to customer billing complaints aren't always handled in a marketing team. That doesn't make sense at all. So there's the internal kind of back and forth. And sometimes it's a tug of war sometimes to make sure that happens. But if everyone's in alignment, then that that part is easy to to solve. Like you said, it's not rocket science to decide how do we deal with these complaints a little better. Yeah, I mean, there's a philosophy that Amazon has. And kind of like my quote about, about advertising, it's not entirely true, but it's true enough to use as a North Star. Amazon has this philosophy that they should never have to answer the same question twice. If a question comes in a second time, they have failed. Because their goal as an organization is every time a question is asked, that that question is answered. And it's answered in such a way that it never has to be asked again by anybody. Now, again, that's a difficult measuring stick operationally, but I love it philosophically. Yeah, same, same. I, man, that makes a lot of sense. Perfect. And just a, a great way to, to think about all of this in, in general. So, and a great way to kind of wrap up the, the rap battle portion of, of the program. Rap battle! We're going to move on to our, our shout out in a minute, but, but I'm curious about generally like what, what you're most excited about in 2019. I, I don't want to skip that because I, I love hearing just what you've got going on and, and kind of where the types of conversations you're having, but also, you know, give you a chance to talk about any awesomeness that you've got going on. Yeah, we're, we're starting a new, actually launches February 1st, a new word of mouth masterclass. So myself and Daniel Lemon, who wrote Talk Triggers with me, only 99 students, and we actually work with you over 12 weeks to create a talk trigger for your business, B2B or B2C. And, and we're really excited about that. That's wordofmouthmasterclass.com, or actually wordofmouthmarketingcourse.com is the best URL for that. We're super excited about that project. And, and I think it, it actually ties into what I'm most excited about in 2019 in general, which is, I almost feel like the pendulum in marketing overall is starting to swing back the other way that, that we're all starting to get a little fatigued on all things digital. Not that we're not going to pursue digital and AI and machine learning and all those things. We do tons of that work as well, but not just in the context of our book and, and our word of mouth strategy consulting practice, but I'm starting lots and lots and lots and lots of other people starting to say, well, maybe we should kind of get back to earned attention. And maybe we can embrace the fact that our customers are our best marketing department. Our customers are our best sales team. How can we tell better stories? I see a lot of organizations moving away from fretting about the mechanics of, should I put this on Instagram or Snapchat? And more around, what are we saying? What's our actual story here. And I think that's A, entertaining and fantastic for me, and B, probably a good way to, to think about marketing overall this year. How can I not 
agree with that. So for sure going to agree with that. That's a great point. So awesome. And uh, tell us the, the URL one more time for the masterclass. It is wordofmouthmarketingcourse.com. Fantastic. I think we got, think we got 21 spots left. Then we're done. That is not very many. All right. We want to hop right on that. And we also want to hop right on our shout out. So we're going to wrap up. Shout with- out. Shout out. This last little segment. Yeah. Shout out is where we, we recognize a, a person, place or thing or, or a food, a blog post, an idea, just something that's made us think about life a little differently. And you've already got the spirit of it, you know, just the, the, the excitement, the, the anticipation of what we're going to shout out. It's funny because we've only done a couple of them related to food and I'm not going to do a food one today, but it, it happened to just be right around the holidays. We were talking more about food and carbs and things. It was, it was just, it was goofy and uh, it's probably just as goofy this time, but my, my quick shout out today, because last week it was a Calendly online scheduling tool, Yeah, you know, which I love it. That was, that was a game changer for me. So today's probably not quite as practical, but it's it's just it's what's in my heart today. It's uh, it's crazy socks. It's just socks in yes. general that defy the norm, that that challenge the status quo of, of footwear, quite frankly. And that happened to be it, it must have gotten out to you know to to friends and family because uh, during the holidays that's almost the only gift I got. I got about uh, uh, at least uh, probably close to a dozen pairs of new crazy socks. Uh, everything from llamas i guess were a thing to not just i mean i'd like to think it's because of the talk triggers uh, cover that that's probably why they were in vogue this season but regardless they were all over the the sock all socks basically so i, I think we can give credit to you and, uh, and daniel for for that so awesome thank you you know sometimes it's it's just uh, how, how things happen but crazy socks sometimes that's what inspires us you know and to know that we actually you know one of our we have a new sponsor coming on board the podcast, for instance, and we were brainstorming some some swag, some cool stuff that, that we could uh, have going on. And the thing that came up was crazy socks. And I'm like, yeah, how could we not do that? So everybody wears them. I love it. I'm a big devotee. I'm a big, big fan of the crazy socks. I have a whole drawer full of the crazy socks. And you're not kidding about the llama alpaca renaissance. Uh, as some folks know who may have read the book, the cover of my book, Talk Triggers, includes two alpacas who are whispering to one another. And we chose that image really on a lark. And it was kind of a happy accident. Turns out, unbeknownst to us, that llamas and alpacas are like the animals of the moment. And socks and sweaters and ties and furniture. And it's like, it's blowing up all things alpaca and llama. So we feel like we rode the lightning of the zeitgeist in a kind of... Uh, beneficial way, but we did not know that was going to happen. Speaking of, of crazy socks, I'm going to shout out something that my team just built called dressjbear.com. <laughs> dressjbear.com. As you may know, Jared, or you may remember from our time together in Arizona, I am known on stage as being sort of the crazy suit guy. So not just crazy socks, but I have lots of very outside the norm plaid suits. I have lots of plaid suits. So now when I am booked to give a presentation, the meeting planner is given the link dressjbear.com can go there and then pick out what suit I'm going to wear on stage. And then it drops on my calendar so that when I'm packing for the trip, it says bring this suit. So I'm very, very happy about that uh, little mobile app that we built. I will be checking that out. Just going to say, I got, got a little free. bit of time today, so I will be doing it. Feel that. free. Feel free. And speaking of mobile apps, I'm going to shout out one more thing. This is my favorite app of the moment. In fact, I liked it so much, I had their social media manager on my podcast, Social Pros, a couple of weeks ago. It is an app called Tunity. Do you know this one, Jared? I don't. 
It's T-U-N-I-T-Y, Tunity. So here's the use case. I travel 200 days a year. I am constantly in hotel restaurants or airport restaurants or airport clubs or whatever. And either there is, well, usually what happens nowadays is there's TVs on, but no volume. It's always like some sort of terrible jazz. And then TV is, is just picture only. Well, what Tunity does, it's basically Shazam for television. So you point your phone at the TV and then the audio of the TV comes through your headphones. So if you're trying to watch a game or maybe you want to watch a different game, but the audio is on from game one, you want to watch game two, or you want to watch the game or listen to the news or whatever, but they're playing ridiculous, like terrible jazz, Tunity is the way to go. It is like magic. It's unbelievable. And I use it all the time. Game changer right there. You can't see it. The mind is being blown as we speak. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's relatively new and they're doing some really cool stuff. And their social media manager, as I said, was, uh, was on the Social Pros podcast recently. It was a cool conversation. Well, I don't know any better way to put a period or even an exclamation point at the end of this entire segment. Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Do you want to tell the folks out there one more time, what's the best way for them to reach you or learn more about what you're doing or what Convince Convert's all about and how they can learn more? I wanted to end the segment with a tilde or an umlaut, but we can go with an exclamation mark or a period if you like. You can find us at convinceandconvert.com, convinceandconvert.com. The book is at talktriggers.com. Of course, all the places and ways that books can be procured. Also, full guarantee on the book. If you don't like the book, we'll buy you any other book of your choosing. No questions asked, so there's no risk there as well. I saw that and I thought that was amazing as well on, on the back the guarantee right there so uh, you know i wish i could say the same but i, I have no idea if, if anyone is listening to this podcast and has any feedback there definitely let us know we may buy people books too you know if they have something to share there you go good idea i like that that could become a talk trigger for a podcast that'd be interesting but you know we'll have to figure something out we'll work it out one way or the other Jay, it's been a pleasure to have you uh, thanks so much for joining us and on behalf of the posse out there thanks and that's a wrap 